Hi, I'm Dan Jones. And I'm Mia Lee, and we are the editors of Modern Love at The New York Times and co-hosts of the Modern Love podcast. We read love stories for a living. And by love stories, we mean essays written by real people about all forms of human connection. We're talking about everything from first dates to funerals, from sibling rivalries to new love at 85. On our show, we're going to bring those stories to life. We'll hear from the writers and also from the people who are written about. Relationships are the most important things in our lives. And the people that tell us their stories are just so brave, like way braver than I think I am most of the time. Yeah. They're so honest and so vulnerable. And listening to the stories, I feel like you absorb so much wisdom and you get a sense that you're not alone. You can follow Modern Love wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. We hope you'll join us. New episodes are out every Wednesday. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. This is The Daily. Today, it's horrible what I went through. Bill O'Reilly goes on the record to discuss the sexual harassment allegations that cost him his job at Fox News and explains new reporting that shows yet another settlement he reached with a woman, this one for $32 million. It's Monday, October 23rd. My colleagues Emily Steele and Michael Schmidt have been reporting on the sexual harassment charges against former Fox News host Bill O'Reilly for more than a year. Emily and Michael, thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So the last time that we heard from you both, you had reported settlements in five harassment allegations against Bill O'Reilly. That was reporting that led to O'Reilly's ouster at Fox News. What's happened since that reporting? So we've learned about a settlement that Bill O'Reilly reached in January with a woman named Lise Wheel for $32 million. $32 million. Right. At Fox News, it's the biggest deal that has been publicly reported over allegations of sexual harassment. It also brings the total amount of payouts Mm -hmm. to about $45 million for settlements that involved O'Reilly and sexual harassment allegations against him. So the total price that he's paid or his employer has paid for allegations that he sexually harassed women is $45 million. That's what our reporting shows. In the, the larger context here is that Fox knew about all of this except that they say they didn't know about the size of the lease wheel deal when they gave him a contract extension in February. Now, the important thing is that Fox News never investigated these accusations and they never asked O'Reilly's lawyers what the dollar figure was. Something interesting about that, though, is that the woman that he reached the settlement with was a 15-year legal analyst at Fox News. So there was, it sounds like a pretty meticulous attempt by Fox to take this out of the realm of employment law and of employee relations. Their rationale was, oh, this is an O'Reilly personal problem. He's going to deal with that. Because at that same time, O'Reilly's contract was up for renewal at the Mm. end of the year. And if any details about this had become public, if the lawsuit had been filed, if any details about the settlement had become 
public, it really could threaten or jeopardize his contract and his deal with the company. So in the period of time where you would think that Fox would be digging into these Mm -hmm. accusations and saying, hey, is this true? What's going on here? What's really going on is that they're starting to negotiate with O'Reilly about a contract extension because what's happening is that Megyn Kelly has just left Fox. She is the only woman with a weekday primetime show on Fox News Channel. Now Megyn Kelly is bolting Fox for NBC. Both NBC and Kelly's publicist confirmed the move, which the New York Times first reported. So they look at O'Reilly, who's 8 o'clock. He starts off the evening lineup there, and they say, well, Megyn Kelly just walked out the door. We got to make sure that O'Reilly, whose contract's up at the end of the year, we got to make sure that he's here for four more years. So the woman that this settlement was with, Lise Wheel, what is her relationship exactly to Bill O'Reilly? What do we need to know about her? Yeah, so Lise Wheel is a Harvard Law School graduate. She appeared frequently on his program. She appeared regularly in this segment called Is It Legal? Hmm. All right, so he's given, according to uh, this, um, $10,000 tips to the dancers. There's this exchange on his radio program. They're talking about a strip club. Can you dance? No. You can't dance? I cannot dance. Don't you think it might be worth learning how? <laughs> no, for $10,000. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking, you're a good looking girl. I, I'm telling you that. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I if you haven't seen Lisa on TV, you. she's a good looking no, blonde. Thank you. And she's on a radio. And $10,000 for doing a little dance. No, thanks. No? No. And what exactly is Wheel alleging took place? Among Lee's Wheel's allegations are that Bill O'Reilly sexually harassed her repeatedly over her 15 years at the network. Hmm. In addition, she said that he sent her sexually explicit materials that included pornographic information and gay pornography. That he sent her. That he sent to her. That's what she said. And how did O'Reilly respond to your latest reporting about this settlement, its size, its very existence? Well, he wanted to engage us and he agreed to sit down with us for an on-the-record interview. Was that a surprise? I think that O'Reilly has wanted to engage us since back in April. But what we had told him in April and we told him this time was that we will do an interview, but it all has to be on the record. We're meaning, not... meaning all for quotation, nothing Correct. to be kept between you two. Correct. So where did you guys actually meet O'Reilly? On Wednesday morning, Emily and I left the Times building and we walked directly down 40th Street to O'Reilly's lawyer's office on the east side. And we went up to the 35th floor where we were brought into a fairly small conference room that overlooked the East River and the MetLife building. And we waited for O'Reilly to arrive. Emily, I, I have to wonder what you're thinking as you sit there waiting. This is a man who views you and the reporting you did as having ended his career at Fox. I guess one of the things walking into the interview that I was a little bit nervous about is kind of how combative he might be Mm -hmm. given that since his ouster from the network, he has said that he wished that he had fought harder against Mm. the forces that led to his dismissal. And he has denied the allegations and he has attacked some of the women who have made allegations against him. And so I, I really didn't know how he was going to respond, but I thought that it would be pretty 
combative and pretty aggressive. I, I had a different perspective going into it. And my assumption going into it was like, you know, this was going to be tough. And this is obviously not an easy mm -hmm. thing to talk about. But we're all adults and we can act like adults and we can ask tough questions and have a discussion about this. And I thought it would be a fairly straightforward, tough interview, but but fairly normal. Okay, we all on the record? Yeah. It was pretty clear from the moment that he walked in the room that this was not going to be a normal interview. The handshake was sort of muted. It was a very sort of quick sort of handshake. And he quickly retreated back to the other side of the room and sat down. We, Mike and I sit on one side of the table and he sits on the other mm -hmm. in between his two lawyers. And O'Reilly kind of leans back in his chair and crosses his legs and puts his hands. He kind of clasps them on top of his stomach. He had a very angry look on his face. He was staring directly at me. He wouldn't even look at Emily. The entire time. At some points he did, but for most of the time he either wasn't looking at us or he would look at Mike. Hmm. So we're sitting on one side. He's on the other. I look up to sort of start talking and he's staring directly at me as as harshly or as strongly as anyone's ever looked at me and I gotta sort of start this interview. Um, well thanks a lot, you know, for staying down with us. I really appreciate it. And Emily and I talked about it before that I would sort of just take the lead in sort of trying to get it going to just sort of, hey, you know, we're here to learn as much as we can. You know, I guess we just start, you know, just by asking, you know, there's just been a lot that's obviously gone on in the past six months. Um, just to see what your um, take is just on any of it. And how did O'Reilly respond to that overture? It was very clear that this was not going to be a discussion. Is there anything in our April story that you want to address with us or you want to address on the record? Just that your figures are, are wrong. That they're too high or too low or just wrong. Okay, the figures are wrong. Um, I just wanted an answer from him. I was like, okay, how is this wrong? And he wouldn't clarify it for us. But like the first article, you're making assumptions. You're making assumptions. Your assumptions in the first article were wrong. Which one? The figures that you used were wrong. And then they were widely quoted all over the place. So you're doing the same thing here. You're assuming that what you've been told is correct. Is there anything you can tell us about how the original figures were wrong? Well, again, it's all kind of, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make this uh, boring, but you know, leaks are we're not facts. Leaks are designed to hurt people, and surely you both know that. The other thing that was interesting is he tried to depict himself as the victim, that he was the target of these allegations because he's a famous person, and that the part of the reason why he has come to settlements is, is to protect his children, that he didn't want his name and these allegations kind of paraded in the press in a way that could harm his family. Well, it's been a horrendous experience. Um, I've been in the uh, broadcast business, journalism business, for 43 years. I've never had one complaint filed against me by a coworker in any human resources department in 43 years. And that encompasses 12 different companies. So all of a sudden, all this stuff happens and 
pain it brings to my children is indescribable. Indescribable. And I would give up my life to protect my children, but I find myself not being able to protect them because of things that are being said about me, their father. He talked about this experience, um, a really sad and awful experience that happened over the summer. There's a Fox News host named Eric Bowling who was fired from the network after allegations were made against him. Of sexual harassment. Of sexual harassment. And his son later passed away. And and O'Reilly said... I urge you to think about what you put in your newspaper. Eric Bowling's son is dead. He's dead. Because of allegations made, in my opinion, and I know this to be true, against Mr. Bowling. No game. Is he, what is he communicating to you there? He's saying, look, you guys, in what you publish, could have an enormous impact on things far beyond your control. You better think twice. He says that there is a left-wing conspiracy that was behind his ouster and that he has been organizing a legal team to get the truth out to the American people. But, but what's different today than on the day that we wrote this story is the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Hmm. So there's been all these disclosures recently about Harvey Weinstein. O'Reilly has made the argument that this is a liberal conspiracy against him. But in the interview with us, he sort of leaned into that, but not too much. After your story broke, it was an almost immediate boycott of more than 90 sponsors. That has to be organized. That can't just happen spontaneously. They bragged about it, bringing me down. Because... He could say, oh, this is a liberal conspiracy against me. But Harvey Weinstein, this big Democratic donor, has been the subject of another time story that's laid out the similar things. So he could only go so far on the the liberal stuff, and he never attacked the Times. He never said, oh, the Times has a vendetta that's out to get us. It's about us just sort of following the facts. Surely you understand that any kind of trial or court action is going to bring horror to a famous person. Surely you understand that. It's not going to be reported accurately. It's going to be used. And I will go back to my children. So when situations arose, we handled them as methodically and as responsibly as we could without putting my children in grave danger. As you're describing O'Reilly's attempts to make himself human and to raise the stakes of all this, I wonder if you believe that the reason he met with you is because this was his last hope, which was that you would feel badly for him somehow and and maybe not run the story or not run certain elements of it. Is that your read? I still don't know why he sat down with us. I'm still not sure. Hmm. I think he knew he wasn't going to get us to kill the story. I think he was concerned about the gay pornography stuff. I think that he also still thinks that he can bully folks into doing things that he wants. 
One thing that I think is important to address um, with regards to the allegations that Lise Wheel made against you, Mr. O'Reilly, was that you sent her pornographic material, including gay pornography that featured men. Um, we wanted to give you a chance to comment on that. What did O'Reilly say about the specific allegations brought by Lise Wheel? What he said is that when he worked at Fox News... I was threatened almost every day of my life. And that some of those threats included these messages and emails that included explicit material. Mm -hmm. And so what he said is that he had set up this system where when he would receive this explicit material, he would send it to his lawyer, and his lawyer would review it to see whether he needed to do anything about that. Any other dubious stuff, whether they be pictures or obscene poems or uh, some ravings of somebody, whatever, went to my counsel. And he said that Lee Spiel was acting as one of his lawyers. So she is both a legal analyst on Bill O'Reilly's show and she is actually Bill O'Reilly's lawyer. Is that right? Well, it seems like she may have provided him some legal advice on some matters, including a, a matrimonial issue that he was litigating. But... There's not a lot of evidence beyond that, that this was a traditional lawyer-client relationship. So he's saying that among the things that were sent to him that he forwarded on to Lise Wheel as his lawyer is gay pornography. We have learned that Lise Wheel was sent a lot of explicit materials by O'Reilly. She thought it was sexual harassment. It deeply bothered her. Mm -hmm. And we know that the large amount of this stuff is what really concerned O'Reilly and led him to pay $32 million in a deal that was was negotiated in the span of just a few days, which is remarkable. If Fox knew about the settlement, as your reporting suggested it did, and it still renewed O'Reilly's contract for $25 million a year, what ultimately – led to his firing. We've obtained this internal email from the top lawyer at Fox. It's two weeks after our story. The general counsel says to the Murdochs, look, the feds have come to us. They want information about all of O'Reilly's settlements. We can fight it, but we're going to have to turn it over most likely. There's very little chance we're going to have to not do this. And that after we turn it over, you should expect that the feds are going to leak this within the next 30 to 60 days. So as you move forward, keep that in your mind. And six days later, Bill O'Reilly's fired. The the other interesting thing that's happening at that time period, too, in the Murdoch empire, the company had made this $15 billion bid to buy Sky, which is this satellite company that's a giant in Europe Mm -hmm. that the Murdochs have long coveted. And the regulators are reviewing that deal and issues related to O'Reilly have come up during some of those meetings, during some of those discussions. So what you're outlining between the Sky deal, the federal investigation, is the specter of just tremendous reputational damage as well as a financial problem. It's public pressure and business pressure. That leads to O'Reilly's. That we're bearing down on them in the weeks after our story ran. I think that's all the questions we have. Unless there's anything else you guys have. We don't have any questions for you, no. Finally, Mike, on your way out the door on Wednesday, what happens? 
we get through the interview and stand up. I think we stand up assuming that we would shake O'Reilly's hands and sort of walk out. Uh, you know, we appreciate you guys sitting down. So we had lugged the special recorder from the daily and brought it with us. So we had the high-quality audio, and we stand up, and we turn off that recorder. We still had, were recording on our phones, and at that point, O'Reilly wants to make a last point. If you really wanted to know the truth, you'd let him tell you on background. And it's at that point that he gets as animated as I've ever seen anyone in any type of interview that I've been in. Yes, we have physical proof that this is bullshit. Bullshit. Okay? So, it's on you if you want to destroy my children further. Right? Because it's all crap. It's almost like you can feel the vibrations in your own chest. Why don't you be human beings once? This is horrible. It's horrible what I went through. Horrible what my family went through. This is crap. And you know it. It's politically and financially motivated. And we can prove it with, with shocking information. But I'm not going to sit there in a courtroom for, for a year and a half and let my kids get beaten up every single day of their lives by a tabloid press who would sit there and you know it. And then instead of walking to the side of the table to shake our hands, he heads towards the window, takes a deep breath, you know, an angry deep breath, looks out the window, and his lawyer says, you know, okay, thank, thanks for the meeting, and we're shown the door. So the last images of Bill O'Reilly is back toward you. Looking out the window. Looking out the window. Onto the East River. Mike, Emily, thank you both very much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Over the weekend, the Times reported that another of Lee Sweel's allegations against Bill O'Reilly was a non-consensual sexual relationship. Here's what else you need to know today. Ningún gobierno de ningún país democrático puede aceptar que se ignore la ley, que se viole la ley, que se cambie la ley. The political crisis in Spain deepened over the weekend after the country's prime minister, Mariano Rajoy, announced plans to remove the elected leaders of the Catalonia region as punishment for their holding a vote for independence. It is the first time that Spain's government has moved to strip the autonomy of one of its 17 regions, and it set off a massive protest in Catalonia's capital city, Barcelona, where nearly 500,000 people took to the streets on Saturday. Spain's government and courts have declared the independence vote, held on October 1st, to be illegal. But many Catalonians are vowing to keep up the fight. We are going to resist in a pacific way, but we are going to resist. That's it for The Daily. I'm Michael Barbaro. See you tomorrow.
When times became uncertain, Wamply pivoted their technology platform and committed to help small businesses and self-employed workers get approved for their PPP loan. In just a few months, Wamply has helped 1 million businesses across America to secure much-needed funding so they can continue to stay open and serve their communities. Wamply helps small businesses thrive. Visit Wamply.com to learn more.